0: So, guys, after our Porto section, I wanted to uh, just take a quick look at um, something from our friends at Goal Point. Uh, really, one of the best, if not the best, site uh, for statistics on Portuguese football. Guys, if you are not following Goal Point, definitely change that right now. Um, and this is their player ratings. So, number one, you guessed it, Vitor Ferreira or Vitinha. With 7.0, trailing just behind is Otavio with 6.9. <laughs> uh, Merita Remy, closing out the top three. Rafa Silva, Pablo Sarabia, Ricardo Horta, Alex Grimaldo, Samuel Lino, Pedro Gonçalves, Andre Fejeira, Mateus Uribe, Julian Weigel, Nuno Santos, William Rocha of Portimon uh, Pedrinho, Sebastian Coatz, Frati, Paulo Victor, Paulinho of Sporting, Matheus Nunes, Jean Dertongen, Lincoln, João Basso, João Mario of Porto, not of Benfica, <laughs> uh, Bruno Varela, Diogo Late. Uh, sorry to touch <laughs> this list, but uh, Andre Franco Riccielli and his Femalikau teammate teammates, uh, Simon Banza, Gustavo Sauer, uh, Samu of Vizela, Ze Carlos of Gil Vicente, uh, Adrian Marin, once again of Famalicao, and finally, Pedro Trigueira, the goalkeeper of Tondela. So, uh, some interesting ratings there. Food for thought. Food for thought. <laughs>
1: Well, straight away, the next part of this podcast can be fun because I'm hearing many big names that I haven't put in my list.
0: <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Very, very intrigued to see what is if there are going to be any more uh, substitutions or trade. <laughs> you ended up deciding that you traded Mbemba for Uribe.
1: <laughs> well, I think we should get into sports and then because the, yeah. the, the first big name. That I heard that I hadn't included there was Pedro Goncalves. I'm interested if you two have got Pedro Goncalves because just to start things off, personally, I think there are, there are there are multiple other players in that sporting side who have been better performers than him this season. That would be my opinion. I know obviously he performed miracles over the last the last two seasons, but I think let's be totally honest, he's not been quite the player that he was uh, this season.
2: No, I've definitely got to agree on that, and I think. Uh, once again, it, it feels a little harsh because, you know, last season, I think that the guy's level was, I was generally surprised he didn't get a move to a, a, a top European club after his exploits last season. But I think I, he's still contributing, don't get me wrong, but he's got a total of 14 goals and nine assists for the whole season for sporting. But only seven of those goals are are in the league. And perhaps that's why I, I didn't include him because, yeah, it's just, It felt like it hasn't been enough. And it's felt like Amarin's had to look elsewhere and and been forced to dip into the market to sort of try and find these goals.
0: Yeah, I do not have quotes either. You know, a player who has struggled with injuries this season. Another player who, alongside Pedro Porro, is not there for me after being one of the best players in the league. And a lot of that is due to injury, but it's also due to inconsistent uh, performances under Juventus Overall, I think we've seen a decrease in production, definitely, in the goal-scoring department. Um, As you mentioned, drying up in the league, uh, while he did fairly well in cup competitions, I I definitely did not consider him. Uh, But I did consider his attacking teammate, Pablo Sarabia.
1: Yeah. I think it's going to be a full house, surely.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it definitely is. Because, I mean... Uh, Zach, did did you watch him when he was at PSG? Because I I didn't know what to expect when he arrived, but he's completely blown me away.
0: We really did not get to see Sarabia on a consistent basis at PSG, but I definitely remember watching him at Sevilla that final season and really being blown away by his end product as well as his technical ability. Um, Yeah, I I definitely think that uh, he has been absolutely phenomenal. For for him and but but frankly, I don't think that Sporting will be able to keep him. I think that for economic you know salary reasons, but also uh, the fact that looking how Sporting have been run as a club over the past few years, you know we we saw last season with Joao Mario's Sporting kind of balking on on signing him to a previously agreed terms because they believed. In giving Mateus Nunes a starting opportunity, but also because they believed in selling Mateus Nunes later on, and they believed in getting a younger player such as Manuel Ugarte, who uh, who they can sell for a massive profit later on.
1: Yeah, and I think the thing I'd like to add about um, Sarabia as well is how impressed I've been with with his attitude as well since he's been since he's been there. Because I feel like there's no secret about the fact that going to Sporting probably wasn't his dream move, right? And and him going to Sporting was probably more of an opportunistic signing for Sporting when the whole Nuno Mendes deal happened. They probably were offered players by PSG as a kind of way to make the deal happen and they had a look at what was available and, of course, took on Sarabia, who's undoubtedly a great player, but it would have been so easy for Sarabia then to kind of just turn up at Sporting as a bit of a mercenary, not really commit to the cause and and, and not play his best football, but... That's what's been most pleasing for me is how committed he clearly is to this club. And I think that's probably in no small part down to the management of uh, Ruben Amorim as well for including him in the squad. I think even if you've got small things like the way he reacts on social media after after games, he, see, he, seems, he seems so clearly invested in the sporting project. He seems so invested in his teammates. Um, so that was just a small thing that I really appreciate about Pablo Sarabia. And of course, the, you know, the, the qualities undeniable we can sit here all day and talk about how good he's been the great goals he's scored and stuff but yeah uh, I think his mentality also impressed me a lot
2: That's the only thing that's got me clinging on a little bit that he might be here next season it's, it's just the way <laughs> he, he seems to absolutely love playing for Sporting um, Two players you mentioned there Zach in midfield Ugarte and Mateus Nunes I've cheated and I've included them as one. <laughs> 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 but that, I, I'll tell you why, because I, I think... This should be good, go on. <laughs> well, I, I just think that uh, looking at Mateus Nunes particularly, I feel like he's he's absolutely been unreal in games, but also I think there's games where he's gone missing. And I feel like Garte hasn't played that many games, and that's why I sort of include them as one, is because I, t- I take Mateus Nunes as best. And I think Garte, for me, is... When I, from what I've seen of him, I, I, I sort of cannot understand why we haven't seen more because I think he's just been phenomenal. I think the, the performance that sticks out for me was um, the, the second leg against Man City, although it was a, a, a quite a dull game on paper. I just felt him uh, and the work he did in that midfield uh, the, defensively was just absolutely sublime. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm not sure if you're going to let me have both of them as one player, but I, I, that, I, I just wanted to talk about both of them anyway. If
1: I had to substitute Mbemba for a then you definitely have to pick one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I actually agree with Albert. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, it's to—I mean, it's got
2: to be Mateus Nunes. I think perhaps I, I, I've maybe been too harsh in saying that he, he goes missing for games, but I do definitely think that that his um, his form hasn't been. I mean, if his, if he was consistently at, at his top level, I mean, there's there's absolutely no doubt in my mind he would be going to a, a City next season. I think that that's the only negative thing I have to say about him is that I feel like there has been a few disappointing performances this season. Maybe that's too hard.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I have picked both Mateus Nunes and Manuel Garte. And overall, I think that, you know, while Mateus Nunes was perhaps the biggest reason why Sporting uh, took a punt on, you know, decided to not pursue a permanent deal with João Mario, I also think that Manuel Garte and his, you know, increased chemistry. With Mateus Nunes, uh, will be the reason why Sporting decides to sell Joao Palinha this summer. Uh, we'll see what happens, but overall, I think that'll be what Sporting will do this summer, as well as uh, not pursue a permanent deal with Pablo Sarabia. Although I would hope and I'd honestly love to see him remain in Lisbon. Uh, I just can't see it happening because of, you know, similar with, with Marcus Edwards, a player who. Is frankly too talented to be left on the bench, and who can give them a massive profit if given the right opportunity. But we'll see what happens. Uh, any other players on sporting you wanted to mention?
1: Um, I've got a name from sporting, which I thought I thought this was going to be the contentious name, not uh, some of my previous ones. But I've I have gone for Nuno Santos, um, and I I have to say I can I can hear the people. Uh, exclaiming already, but I'm a really big Nuno Santos fan, and I'll tell you for one reason why I love the fact that he's been so versatile for Ruben Amarin this season. We've just spoken at length about Sarabia, and I think when Sarabia signed for Sporting, I thought Nuno Santos was going to be the player who suffered as a result of, of Sarabia signing. I thought that was pretty much the end of his time. He's completely um, readapted his game, and he's been featuring a lot almost as a left wing back for Sporting, and I think. He's been um, very effective in that position. He's got five goals and six assists for the season. I think that's a very, very healthy return for, for any player in the league. Um, I think, uh, you know, he could have so easily have, have downed tools or, or felt sorry for himself when this big player came in in his same position. But I think the fact that he's adapted himself and when you think about a number of Portuguese clubs that play that kind of 3-4-3 three, three formation and the number of kind of left-sided players in that formation i think he's definitely been been one of the best i think he's a player who's not shy of um contributing off the bench he's not afraid of uh big games he's not afraid of um physicality in football um and again I, yeah i am a really big fan of his and i wanted to include him because i think he's been an unsung hero in for in this season i think he's perhaps been underrated because of the fact that he's played in multiple different positions and and often had to feature off the bench but I I don't think at all that that diminishes his um his ability and and his impact on the side this season. I would, I didn't have him on my list but I would definitely agree with you Albert, there where you would because I think
2: it, particularly the first half of the season the, the fact that he was filling in at left wing back was so important for uh, the sporting team, you know, they the Niagara hadn't worked out. Um, they'd obviously just lost Nuno Mendes to to PSG in the summer, and 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 they needed someone to fit in. And he and he he did excel. I I just don't think he's. I think he excelled against the poorer teams and I think there's no way he could I, I don't think I've seen enough of him in, in, in the bigger games if, take the weekend for example I think he was at fault for Victoria's goal he, he got caught out and they managed to, to get up the other end of the pitch but so yeah I, I didn't have Nuno Santos in there I had um, Mateus Reis uh, the other person who's been fulfilling at left wing back for Sporting this season and I just because I think what he's offered this team uh, this season it, it, my favourite I think he's best suited in one of the three centre-backs, right? I think because what he offers from that position is just, you know, the, the runs, the, the the confidence to, to drive forward, the, the forward passes. I think it, it's just a, a completely new dynamic to this Amarin's 5-2-3 uh, formation. You know, it just, that's what stood out for me from, from Mateus Ries this season. It's just, that's something different that you I don't think you would get from any other player playing at centre-back.
0: Absolutely. I've gone with Matthias as well in my top 25, a player who uh, was on that, that QAV team with Nuno Santos and Meritaremi, and Almusrati, a player who perhaps we'll be talking about soon, who you know clinched Europa League football on the final day of the 2019-20 campaign and eventually ended up losing on penalties to Milan. Um, but yeah, I have not gone with Nuno Santos, but I, I have gone with Mateus, a uh, player who I think struggled uh, last season due to that contract dispute with Juav, You know, struggled to just play again, you know, after missing so many months of regular game time, uh, you know, to, to going to cracking that starting lineup, right? That was uh, absolutely superb for Sporting last season. And, you know, going to a new club, I think there are reasons why we saw that slower adaptation period from Mateus. But uh, he's been fantastic in a variety of of positions for Jumbo Namorim. And overall, I think he he, he has to have that. He, he definitely needs a lot more credit than he's getting. Any other sporting <laughs> players that we missed? Gonzalo Ignacio... Any takers? Pedro Porro? João Palinha. I, I was I very, think- te- I was very
1: tempted by Porro, I have to say, but um, yep. for similar reasons, as as just the consistency, he's still got pretty good um, goal contributions, I think, this season, and, and he obviously still has that quality. But like you guys, I think just the consistency, the the injuries, perhaps, just leaves him slightly, slightly outside that. I think.
2: I don't know what it is about this season but I, I feel like Sporting's defence aren't as formidable as last season they don't feel me as, with as much confidence uh, you know there has been lots of ins and outs and, and different combinations of players that are, but I mean Anastasio has still been fantastic I feel but I don't feel you know similar to like Albert was talking about Kratos earlier there just hasn't been that feeling for me that this feeling of co- 100% confidence behind them behind whereas with Matthias Ruiz I feel like I've seen it, I've seen something from him
0: yeah absolutely I'm curious to see you guys have any center backs that you've included in your top 25? Just to finish, so from from my side, I've got these players from Sporting: Matheus Nunes, Manuel Ugarte, uh, and. Pablo Sarabia, as well as Mateus Weiss.
2: I, I'm the same, yeah, but um, I've had to change my guard saying Mateus Nunes counting as one person. <laughs> or,
0: you can <laughs> include both. You can include both.
2: <laughs> yeah, 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 I would include both.
0: <laughs> I, I agree with you that Mateus has gone disappearing in a lot of games. Mateus Nunes, in, in games where he has a lot less space, You know, I think that uh, going up against deep, lock, deep blocks is something that he'll definitely need to improve on if he does get a move to a Manchester City, you know, this summer. We'll see what happens. Very talented midfielder to keep an eye on, though. Yeah,
2: definitely. Um, Shall I kick us off with uh, Benfica players? Go for it. Well, my first one was Rafa, right? And I think um it, it, he's been such a such an interest. I mean, the, the story that I've been going with a lot recently, Zach, on our podcast is the fact that I just think since the Rui has come in as uh, interim manager of Benfica, I think Rafa is the the, has been the biggest sufferer in 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 that squad because I I just do not think that he's being used the right way. With the play we saw the first half of the season under Zeus is was you know I was actually putting him up there with Diaz, that was Diaz in terms of you know the, the the what he was the way he was performing. I he was just so lethal, and I think since. Hoggins uh, has departed, and Vrsaljko has come in. We've just seen a the a, a sh- a, a shadow of the player he was, and, and I, I think in recent weeks, I mean, you know, look at the goal of the weekend. We, it, you know, we that's what he can offer. But I think under Vrsaljko, he's being played asked to do stuff he just doesn't suit suit him. And I think um, you know he's still been a hell of a player this season. But I feel like this is then I, I would have just
1: built the team around him the way he was performing the first half of the season. I think I think you're you're spot on to highlight the kind of two part season that he's had. Um I did a lot of looking at Rafa before this because like you I had that impression of him and I want to kind of, I wanted to kind of understand why he's having the season that he's had. And exactly like what I was saying about uh Turemi, for some reason there's this kind of perception that he's underachieved this season. But if you look at his numbers for this season, it's incredible. The guy's already scored eight goals and got 16 assists. He's contributed 24 goals for his team. Um, obviously, the majority of those came in the first half of the season since January. He's only had three assists and that one goal that he scored at the weekend, which I think tells quite an interesting story. But it's still been a phenomenal season for Rafa. If you compare um, if you compare him now to uh, his numbers in the 18-19 season, which I think was his sort of breakout season for Benfica. Uh, in that season, he scored 17 goals, I believe. He's already contributed more goals than he did in the whole of that season. And yet still he's kind of been talked about as as someone who's not um achieved what they could. And I agree he he could have had more. Um I think we saw in that goal that he scored the weekend, maybe we'll come on to it when we talk about a match, but there just seemed to be this release of of um of frustration in that run, the way he just sprints past all those players. Perhaps we'll see a turning him turning a corner for the end of the season. But he was absolutely my also my first pick from Benfica ahead of Darwin just because I think the talent that he has displayed at times of season, albeit admittedly not since the new year really has been absolutely phenomenal. And, and equally to Barney, I was, I was putting him on the same level as Luis Diaz when, when he was at the peak of his
0: powers this season. Yeah. As you mentioned, you know, splitting, uh, Rafa Silva's season into two different parts. Like it's the godfather. Overall, <laughs> I, I agree with that all the way back, uh, Little bit of deja vu for me today, <laughs> but uh, the final game before international break with Benfica winning, I think, what was it, 7 1 6 1 at the Estadio de Luz, and that was uh, just another masterclass. I and I think that you know, with regards to Rafa, he was my first choice uh, by a mile, but he's a player who went you know, really blow for blow with with Luis Diaz in the first few months of the season. It really did seem like, you know, wow, they, they were kind of dueling it out for the best player, as well as Pablo Sarabia, who I would say kind of began to emerge, you know, in, in uh, a little bit after. But, you know, talking about players such as them, such as Vitinha, I think definitely uh, he would be in my top five players of the season, been absolutely phenomenal. Um, but you know, I just wanted to close out by saying we we really do hype our hype up these players who you know spend a few months in the Primera and and do incredibly well, um, like Luis Diaz. But we often do not give the same amount of credit to players who stay in the league for longer periods of time. You know, we've seen that with, for example, PC I know he's had kind of a bad season, but uh, players like him, like you know, we, we say, oh, well, if he was consistent or if he could finish in this game, then, you know, he would have gone to Real Madrid like five years ago. But often just not appreciating um, these players.
1: Well, Zach, to use that very, very cliched Batman quote, um, you either die a hero or live, lo- live long enough to see yourself become the villain, right? Maybe some of these players are just staying in the league too long and they go through that that stage where they're at the peak and then they just kind of... I think that's probably the case for Pitsy really overstay their welcome slightly and that kind of sours their reputation. But I think like yeah, you're spot on to say that we shouldn't let patches of form, patches of bad form kind of distract from from what he has achieved, not just this season as well, but in in, in past seasons and and man, when when the guy's on form, he's just an incredible player to watch.
2: And the other player I had from Benfica was uh, Darwin Nunes. I, I, I I'm guessing you two did as well, um, and uh, yeah, because you know, th- quite obviously that the guys just been so good in front of goal this season, and um, and under both both Benfica's managers this season, he's st- he's still delivering. So that's that's been like w- what stood him out to me. I think, I think you know, the other thing with, with Darwin is this whole story he's had with. The struggles of last season, where, where, it like, you know, and the the way he just he's he's absolutely come on leaps and bounds. Um, such a uh, such an exciting striker, but then another one of these players who just. You know the the these num these numbers of money are banded around like different people are interested in like, how much is this boy guy worth and and similar to what you're just saying there's like about your Pitsy and Rafa like we we just got to appreciate this guy whether he goes for 80 million or whatever this is a I I love tall strikers basically I I, I don't know who've got pace That's like it's just something that really connects <laughs> me because I'm a I'm a I like, I'm a tallish guy myself I just think you know when they've got the skill they've got the pace it's I just love watching them play.
0: So, yeah, I definitely. I had no second thoughts about including Darwin in my top 25 phenomenal season that he is producing. Uh, I I definitely don't see him staying in Benfica uh, for another season. We'll see what happens. But overall, I think he's reaching that, you know, Luis Diaz caliber of being too good for the Primera Liga. Uh, Anyone else from Benfica you want to mention? I
1: think we're about to say the same name.
0: I did include Grimaldo at left
1: back. Uh, we did, we did. Exactly. So I think Grimaldo is an interesting one. I kind of like him, you know. I think it's almost become a little bit popular to 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 criticise Grimaldo or say he's, he's not that good. Listen, he's not amazing. I think he's not... I don't think it's likely that he's going to end up back at a club like Barcelona. But I think, look, Grimaldo, he's probably found his level at, at a club like Benfica. I think it's probably a good standard for him. Um, to try and be competitive in Europe, but not necessarily be one of the world leaders. And I think he's contributed quite, quite well this season. The fact that he scores free kicks, you know, does does his reputation does his reputation well. Um, I think he's he's definitely the best left back in in the league quite comfortably. Um, but yeah, I think I think he has done more than enough to justify being considered. Um, considered one of the best 25 players in the league this season I think he is probably one of Benfica's best players That there are multiple players kind of just on that level below the likes of Rafa and, and Darwin at Benfica that you can start to argue deserve to be considered one of the best players I think maybe Otamendi maybe Julian Weigel kind of players like that but for me Grimaldo is the one that's closest to those other two just in terms of his pure ability and what he's contributed this season I hadn't included Grimaldo but, but, but um, yeah <laughs>
2: I just, I don't know. I just, I, I, I feel like there's, there's been a player there for some time who hasn't, just hasn't grown at how, the, how I thought he should, he could have. I, I there's just been, I don't know. He just hasn't stood out for me. He hasn't done enough. He's, he's a great player. I I'll agree about, it. he's the best left back in the league, but I, I, I just can't, I just couldn't include him in my top 25.
0: So, yeah, I'm going with Guadamalvo to close out my top three from Benfica. Moving on to the Eternal fourth place <laughs> in Portugal. Uh, Braga, if you haven't yet, definitely check out the latest Quartelinias with Mateus Rivero, a French Braga supporter. But uh, I am going to start off this list with one of the best players in Portugal, in Ricardo Horta. So Horta, at the start of the season, uh, was subject of interest to a mouthwatering offer from atlanta united that would have frankly uh set his family for life but he decided to remain at braga he decided to remain at the club where he is captain and really the attacking talisman uh so important for this side and more than just scoring goals but also creating and just setting the rhythm in attack um absolutely phenomenal player who uh still cannot get a look in to the Portuguese national team.
1: I think this is an easy one, isn't it? I mean, yeah, not just Braga's best player, one of the best players in the league. I think yeah, you could argue this guy should be the top three, top five best players in the league. It's funny. Um you mentioned Tom Kunda earlier. Tom once compared me and Barney as brothers to Ricardo and Andre Horta and then me and Barney had a bit of an argument about which one was Ricardo and which one was Andre um because ricardo has clearly been the better one no he's he's fantastic he's gifted contributes with goals yeah i i I don't obviously i understand that portugal are are, are blessed with attacking talent i don't know if they've got a player quite like ricardo water that kind of left goal scoring left winger um you know i would have loved to see him get get a national team call up but it is what it is i think. I think, like you said, what a hero for staying at the club. He'll go down as a legend and, and, and what he's contributed this season has been phenomenal.
2: I think that's what's so sad about it is the fact that the reason he did stay, I felt for me, was because he wanted to fight for the national team. And if he went to America, I felt like he wouldn't have, he perhaps felt he wouldn't have been considered playing in a a lesser league, if you will. I, yeah, I, 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 just, I just think he's such an interesting player in terms of the fact that he's committed to Braga, but he could well have been uh, one of the big three. I don't know if anyone will ever come in for him. I, I think they'd be, uh, you know, I'd, I'd, you'd be a fool not to really if if, you, if he's available. Braga have really needed someone like him this season, haven't they? Because, because, because of what they've been through in terms of the way this squad has completely been turned, you know, turned upside down. Carlos Carvel has obviously used a lot of young players to to fill in gaps and paper over the the, the cracks. And Ricardo Horto has been that one man for them to just... Keep momentum going. Get the goals. Get valuable points. Get valuable wins, and and uh, put them in the you know in, in that fourth spot still. I mean, I think Juventus you know, have obviously you've been closing them down, but you know, imagine if Ricardo Horta wasn't there, they, they could well be mm. um, in a more difficult position, uh, situation. Uh, the other player I had from Braga was um, Yuri Medeiros. I, I don't know nice. if you, you, you two had him um, because what similar similar to Horta in terms of I think that. <sighs> They needed a they they really needed a, a, a sort of a senior experienced player to, to, to continue this because you know they've they the back three has has been a completely turned around and and you know we've had we've seen new players come in several different combinations of players same in midfield Alvaro is sort of now coming on back into his <laughs> full um, best form but Yuri Medeiros... I mean the other element to Yuri Medeiros is just that he's just an absolute beautiful player to watch I just love the way he plays you know the touches he makes I know you're a big fan of him Albert
1: yeah, I like, yeah I'm a big Lurie fan I was really pleased the way the way he performed at Braga because he had that awful awful injury which saw him out for so long and to kind of see him come back and still contribute so much uh, has been great you know he's not actually in my list though, I almost feel guilty saying that you know we're getting down to the to the we've done about 10-15 names so far so it's getting tight to include everybody. But yeah, Louis Medeiros for me, of course, I, I love the player. I think he's, um, you know, like you say, technically gifted, but not quite in my list, but Ricardo Walter was just the one name for me that you could not leave out from this Baraka side. Have you gone for Mizrati as well, Bonnie? I haven't included Mizrati. Name. No. Um, interesting. Um,
2: I just felt like, like I touched on there, he hasn't been Anywhere near his best until, for me, just literally the last month or two. That that's when I've seen, really, seen him uh, stand out. Um, and I wasn't. I was really expecting a big season from him. I think from from what we saw last season, I was I was really expecting him to 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 step up. And I I just don't think we we have quite seen that.
0: Yeah, it's a tricky one because this Braga side are fourth in the league at the international break, as well as through to the quarterfinals of the Europa League. But for me, it was 50-50, but I ended up not including Al Mufrati because, like you mentioned, I, I think that uh, he has kind of, in, in perhaps an opposite way to Rafa Silva, has kind of taken until February, I'd say, to wake up and you know realize his best form. Um, But as we have seen over the past few weeks, as we saw, you know, with with the victories against Lyon, he is just that important to everything that they do on and off the ball. Uh, A phenomenal player who I think it's fair to say probably dropped his level um, after failing to get a move away from Braga. Uh, Overall, such a fantastic player who we are blessed to watch in, in the Portuguese League. Is is that it from Braga? Yeah,
2: I I, I just had the two for Braga.
0: Yeah, mm. shall we, we get pro- to the fun
2: stuff now, aren't we? <laughs>
0: shall we proceed to the most fun team of the season?
2: Yes, absolutely. Or-